Welcome to Legacy Therapy, the podcast that will teach you, in bite-sized chunks, how to leave a stress-free legacy so loved ones can focus on people, not paperwork, when you become ill or pass away. Here is your host and financial advocate, Stacy Golden-Lisnock. Hello, and welcome to the 19th episode of Legacy Therapy, Planning Techniques for a Stress-Free Legacy. This is Stacy Golden-Lisnock, your financial advocate, and I am excited to introduce to you today uh, Ian Bly, and he's going to be telling us his personal story around caring for his mother. So I haven't heard the story yet, so I am interested to hear just as you are. So introducing um, Ian, how are you today? Hi, doing pretty well. Good, good. Tell us, tell us your story wherever you want to start and I'll interrupt when I have another question for you. Well, it's kind of crazy because it's a long one. It, and, but it, it, there's a big leap in the middle. So um, really when things I had just the normal, you know, relationship with mom who lived about, lives about a hundred miles away or so. And um, actually in 1999, she had a stroke. 99. That was a lot of years ago. 21 years ago. Wow. Okay. And um, so it was very scary. Um, My brother and I went up to Sacramento where, where she lived at the time. And, um, she was in the hospital in a coma and we went back to her apartment to start looking for everything we needed to look for <laughs> to be able to take care of medical stuff, banking stuff, all that kind of thing, figured out where things were. So and you it, never oh, had a conversation prior to this about any of that personal stuff? Never, never. ever, ever. And, and you have obviously not lived with her for many years. I haven't lived with her since I was 16. Oh my, okay. <laughs> so you knew nothing. <laughs> nothing okay um and um she was uh married to a second husband a guy named bob great guy um who you know they kind of assumed traditional roles so bob was supposed to be in charge of everything kind of you know financial and all that kind of jazz but he was a wreck you know just like oh my god my wife is in a coma so we did what we could do, and um, it's kind of interesting. It actually coalesced into my my career shifting into high gear to deal with the situation. And basically, what happened was, my brother is an incredible engineer. He is like the engineer's engineer, and um, so we both had very different approaches. I'm sitting there holding her hand, praying, giving her good energy, all that kind of stuff. My brother looks at all the equipment in the room and leaves. Hmm. And he's gone for a couple of days and finally comes back and he looks at all the equipment again and walks out and goes and he talks to the nurses and the doctors and they come back into my mom's room and they crank her bed up much more upright. She comes out of the coma in about 15 minutes. Oh, no. And I'm like, what just happened? So I stifle all of my 
ridiculous judgmental where the heck have you been you know while i'm sitting here holding her hand thing and i just like what you've been doing and in his way of dealing with stress is focus on the problem fix the problem and he turned what was going on with her into an engineering problem um, looking at things like fluid dynamics and with uh, cerebrospinal fluid, et cetera, et cetera, and figured out that it was actually gravitationally not going to work for her bed to be as flat as it was. And if she came upright, this cerebrospinal fluid would mix right, blah, blah, blah. No, no details here. It was all in, he had worked it out as a fluid dynamics issue. Um, and at that point, I realized all of the care, the consideration, the compassion, whatever, it was there, but it showed up in a way that was off my radar. And so I was like, aha, with all the work that I've done for years and years on understanding human behavior, boy, oh boy, do I need to re-figure this out. So I made a commitment. It was one of those look up at the sky and say, okay, I hear you loud and clear. I now know what my job is, which is for the rest of my life, I'm going to spend my life helping people understand each other. So there's none of this kind of where the heck have you been? It's like, ah, I understand exactly what's going on. And um, she came out of the coma so normal. It was bizarre. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely no paralysis. There was no deficit. There was no anything. So within weeks, it was back to normal. We went our separate ways, if you will, back to our lives, right? Okay, fast forward a good almost 20 years. Um, Bob passes away a few years ago. And my mom apparently had everything handled with regard to his stuff. He apparently had it all organized. But with her own life, she kind of put her feet up, went in the back seat of the car and let it careen wherever it was gonna go for the next four years. At which point I found out that she had not filed taxes or done anything for years and was starting to get threatening letters. So this was his, jo his job in the relationship then, you're saying? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And mm -hmm. even though they probably were partnering and talking about things and whatnot, mm -hmm her way of dealing with his passing was to just completely go blank wow. for literal and, and cover it very well. You could have completely normal conversations. Everything was fine, but what was going on was nothing. We was didn't she paying the bills. Was she keeping up? The some of them. Yes. Mm -hmm. Some of them, not at all. Mm -hmm. Like I said, the big one was taxes. Mm -hmm. They didn't get filed for years. Mm. And so um, at this point, this was before the lockdown and whatnot, so I could actually go up there. So this is, I guess, around 2017, it started being like, okay, got to pick up all the pieces now. So it started. I started making regular trips. At this point, she had moved to uh, from Sacramento, a little bit closer to Santa Rosa. But still, I don't have a car, so it's a little tricky to get there. 
And um, so I could only go up once in a while, rent a car, go up once in a while, open up the file cabinet, start throwing things out, organizing things, et cetera, et cetera. All this by way of, I didn't do it. I was not doing anything right. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't really understand what, what was being done, what wasn't being done. So um, I'm going to leapfrog again to much more recently. As a result of the lockdown, um, I really can't go up there and do anything. So all I can do now is what we can do online. So the first thing to do is you get one of those uh, remote computer controller type programs. There's a lot of them out there on the market, uh, differing in cost. Um, I'm using one that's free if you only use it with your mom. <laughs> it's like you have to know that it's not a business using it for business. Okay. Um, and um, so I can log on to her computer and I can, use, I can look at her emails. I can do all that sort of thing. I recommend this so highly, um, especially for things like, you don't think about it, but the phishing programs that are going out into email that are so incredibly targeted at seniors and they know exactly how to push a senior's buttons and get them to react. Um, And of course those reactions are always gonna be something like clicking on something they should never click on or giving information they should never give information or calling, making a phone call they should never make. So it's become a regular part of my schedule, scheduled day to log on to her email in the morning and get rid of all the spam and all the scary emails before she ever sees them. That kind of thing. Yeah. Now she knows you're doing all this. Absolutely. She is very grateful for the help. This would never be done without her wanting me to do it. Um, She's pretty good about things like this. Like when it came time to give up driving, mm-hmm. it was after backing into enough poles and backing into enough things. It's like, okay, the vision is down. Reaction time is down. Time to stop driving. Mm-hmm. That's so, good. You know, very difficult sometimes in this, I want to be self-sufficient. I want to be self-reliant. Those are values that I hold. Mm-hmm. Um, so reality comes in and it's like, yes, I know you want to be, but it's going to have to be within certain parameters that keep you safe. So, um, that's one thing. The next thing is, uh, finding out one of the things that, that seems to happen is people accumulate bank accounts, Stacy, they'll have like five different checking accounts or this or that. And it's very easy to lose track. So consolidation is really, really helpful. How can we pour all the money into as few accounts as possible so we only have to keep track of checking, savings, maybe one credit card instead of 20 of them, that kind of thing. Right. Um, And the more consolidated you can make it the less work whoever is taking care of things has to do 
Now, are you listed as a as a co like a co-signer or are you a beneficiary on those types of accounts? At this point in time, I think um, will wise, I'm a beneficiary and on a, 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 a case by case basis. Um, let's say we have to deal with some banking things. Mm-hmm. What I'll do is I'll do a conference call mm-hmm. so that she's on the line and they want to do all of their security things mm-hmm. with her. Mm-hmm. But any activity that we want to accomplish would be something that would just confuse her and she'd get lost and she doesn't know how to express what she needs to express. So I, I do the guiding. Mm-hmm. Um, and the question always comes up is, you know, is Ian allowed to be on this? Is Ian allowed to da da da? And she has to on the recording say, yes, Ian is allowed to do this. Mm-hmm. The next step is probably to ramp it up for next year to uh, do most likely a power of attorney thing. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that's, that's mm-hmm. coming, coming soon. Yeah, I mean that you can't really wait on that because if you become incompetent, then then there's no chance for that. So, if she's already letting you do this stuff, it's might as well be something sooner than later. And and on the beneficiary thing, that would be at the bank level. You know, mm-hmm. they have transfer on death or pa- uh, passing on uh, uh, the POD and the TOD. So that's at the bank level because if it's mm-hmm. in the will, it's still not as easy. Gotcha. Yeah. So, but that's good. You got all this stuff. So are you doing online banking too? Um, for myself or for her? For her. For her. Yeah. As much as possible, I'm setting up uh, automatic payment things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for th- the big items like rent mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, and also just basic monitoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's another thing that was an issue is no longer an issue. Um, a lot of times our parents get um, prescribed medications by their doctors that make them much less capable of handling a lot of business things. Um, They slow you down, they make you tired, they make you dizzy, they do this, that, and the other thing. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and do an Mm anti-commercial for everybody to be very careful about uh, anyone being prescribed something called gabapentin. Mm, I was actually on that when I had my shingles. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. Remember being a zombie? Well, I was in so much pain. It was like, I don't even know what I was. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah. one of the things it's, it's, um, it's an off label thing for arthritis. Mm. And unfortunately, because it's an anti-seizure, medication Mm -hmm. that's its primary purpose Mm -hmm. it turns off a huge amount of neural processing Mm -hmm. and um as while my mom was on that she was spending money like a sailor online boy and not realizing Mm -hmm. you know who she was purchasing from um you know Publishers, clearinghouse, sweepstakes, you name it, all of those kinds of things. So uh, I had to really go around this one to figure out what was causing all of this. 
then get her to talk to her doctors, get off of the gabapentin, which was not helping the arthritis, but was breaking the bank. Mm -hmm. um, and then th that uh, spending behavior ceased. Like she, she now was able to go, whoa, why would I spend $26.99 on a mop that costs $5 at Walgreens? Mm -hmm. um, so that stopped. And now it's just a matter of picking up the pieces and paying off the credit card. Um, but that it wouldn't have gotten so badly the, in the first place had I been more on top of knowing what's going on. So that's my other cautionary tale is, oh my gosh, stay in touch, stay in touch, stay in touch. You know, have these daily conversations. Yeah. Um, so I know and, a, lot, a lot of people um, have parents that don't want them in their meddling in their finances. Mm -hmm. Was that your mom before she realized she needs help or was she always a little open? It, absolutely. The, the self-reliance, self-sufficiency thing was still very, very, very strong. And it wasn't until we could kind of bring up, hey, mom, take a look at this. I mean, look what you spent on this. Look what you spent on that. Look what you spent on the other thing. And let me show you how much it would have cost had you bought it here or there. And um, you're, you know, just because someone says it's a sale, still got a shop. Um, and as things started going downhill quickly, which is another thing that we don't recognize. And kudos to you mentioning the thing about sooner than later, because it really can be totally by surprise. Um, the acceleration of disintegration is not predictable. And so um, it, it can just happen all of a sudden. And I wouldn't be surprised. I've actually had conversations where it felt like she was having a bit of what's called a TIA, mm -hmm. uh, like a little baby stroke. That's right. Um, yeah, very common. And, you know, for 15 minutes, mm -hmm. she can't make sense of anything. Mm -hmm. And then boom, she's back to, back to like, we can talk about uh, uh, corpus callosum wiring and, you know, uh, neural processing, or we can talk about uh, BF Skinner and behavioral psychology. And she's like back to normal, you know, absolutely there. Um, but as soon as it starts getting into something that's technical, fear starts coming in. When the fear starts coming in, um, and this is another thing that happens really suddenly, suddenly our parents start becoming fearful. And it's like, where is this coming from? It's the, oh my gosh, I don't trust myself anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I'm afraid to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to reassure it, you're not a bad person because of this. You're not a, you know, um, there's no judgment here. Let me help you. You know, because I love you, not because you're a bad person. And it's the only way to really get past those defenses. Um, it's like, I don't want you to hurt yourself. Let me help. Let me help. And eventually, okay, sure. You know, um, and now it's, it's gotten to a place where she recognizes that 
as soon as she gets into trouble, it's like, okay, mom, look, if you try to do it on your own and get all tangled up, it's probably going to take me an hour to fix. If you just call me in the first place, I can probably do it in five minutes. So don't worry. And here's the big one, Stacy. Don't worry about bothering me because it's not bothering me to help you. Yeah. And that, that, that's a lot of the resistance that parents have is they don't want to be a bother. It's like, mm-hmm. no, if we do a little bit in the beginning, it's a lot less of a bother. It's way easier. So let's take care, you know, nip it in the bud, as they say. Right. So now we're in this, uh, we've got it down to, I, I put together a spreadsheet and it's basically what I use for myself for budgeting. Mm-hmm. And it shows exactly what's going out and um, exactly what's coming in and what the differential is going to be. So we can see at any given month when we start to approach the budget, you know, or start to go into the red or whatever. So um, that also lets people know, and this is stuff I did for businesses back in the old days when I was just just working with re-engineering businesses. Um, There are controllable expenses and there are uncontrollable expenses. And it's really important to be able to differentiate so that when you do need to control them, you know where to look. And you've you've got something you can deal with. So that's a, a big part of the expense spreadsheet. So you're doing, are you doing all this yourself? Or you, have, you have a brother, just the two of you? Yep. And um, unfortunately, again, that thing about the engineering, I mean, yep. he's an amazing engineer, but he really does not have tolerance or patience for what he calls emotional noise and um so it's my problem it's Hmm. basically this is something that you need to deal with um if if it comes down to something where it's about researching the best technology to use for something he's the Hmm. guy he's the guy who came up with the particular program we're using for remote uh computer work um, he's the one who set her up with, believe it or not, a Linux computer mm. rather than, uh, rather than using a PC or a Mac mm-hmm. because the there's Linux virtually is... no way mm-hmm. to get viruses and whatnot. In so Linux. the Linux is a, is a, is an operating system, right? Versus, yep, the, versus like the Microsoft. It's mm-hmm. the third operating system that, that only engineers use. Yeah. <laughs> Right, I've heard of it. We we invested in that a while back, many years ago, it's but the, it never it's the really became version mainstream. of Unix. Unix yeah, is, Unix. I think, the big enterprise mm-hmm. version of it. Mm-hmm. Right, so she can't. So she's so the virus part isn't as as concerning. Exactly, we don't have to worry about that. Have you instructed her about not answering the phone if she doesn't know who's calling? Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, she's actually using an interesting service. Um, it's called UMA, mm-hmm. O-O-M-A. And the what's interesting is voicemails will actually get recorded and sent in an email. Hmm. 
So you'll actually get emails that say voicemail from such and such a number or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can listen to the voicemail on your computer, not even calling on the phone. So the rule of thumb, and I do this myself, if I don't recognize the number, let it go to voicemail. If it's really important, they'll leave a message. Right. And I will totally call them back. Right. That's um, been my, my rule as well. That's... Um... There's, we had a, a, a gal on not too long ago talking about the, the fraud to seniors of Medicare fraud where mm. they get calls and they sound so real. And, and I mean, they are real people. And I, and I often wonder if they're actually people don't really realize that they are being uh, fraudulent. Like maybe they were hired off Craigslist to make these calls mm. and offer these services to these seniors, but they're very genuine and they're offering a free you know, back brace or knee brace or whatever, and it's going to be paid for by Medicare. And, and you're just, you're just already authorized and approved to have this and we'd like to get it to you. So you just need to give us your Medicare number and, you know, we'll get it right out to you. And they apply, you know, they basically say, sure, you know what, my back has been bothering me. I could use a brace if it's covered. Sure. Well, then they go and they charge Medicare thousands of dollars for this little cheap thing from China, which they usually do mail it to you. They really do send it to you, but it's this Mm -hmm. little cheap thing. But then what happens is, and they do it with wheelchairs and this and that. If you actually need these things later, you're not getting them because your records show that you've already received them. Right. You know, so it's, it's a huge scam. Um, Absolutely. And seniors are very vulnerable to believing these people because again, they sound very sweet and nice and you want to believe them. Absolutely. And some of the, the, the email phishing is incredibly sophisticated. Yes. Uh, just the other night. Mm-hmm. And again, this is a wonderful example of getting across, please don't freak out or do anything until you call me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she did. Oh, good. And we went on and we saw in her email was a notification from Amazon mm-hmm. that her order had been completed for $5,900 and something dollars worth of all of these wristwatches, these incredibly expensive wristwatches. Wow. And um, it was, was, you know, a a completed order notification and it had Amazon's uh, logo and all of the stuff that looked official. And um, I'm like, okay, first thing we do, log on to your Amazon account and look at your open orders to see, did this actually happen? Mm-hmm. Because the first thing was, she has a hyphenated last name most of the time. Mm-hmm. Her original last name and then her uh, late husband's last name. The notification did not have the hyphenated last name. So I, I looked at the, her account and her official Amazon account has the hyphenated name. Okay, they, this isn't your account. Let's look and see what we can find. Looked all over Amazon, could not find anything related. Went to her bank online to see if anything had been touched, if her credit card had been touched, nothing. So what it was, was one of those things where if you either click on it or make the phone call for the number that's showing, 
that uh, they're going to basically just grab all your personal information. They're going to confirm, ah, this is your number, blah, blah, blah. Oh, one other thing I did to show her what she could do. We Googled the address that they were going to send it to in New York. And the ad could not find the address. So you know how you can click on the satellite view, the street view, and actually literally walk down the street and look at numbers on the street? Right. This address was in the middle of the East River. <laughs> oh my oh my you know, so like okay this is total bs yeah just get rid of it we're gonna delete it we're gonna let google know <clears throat> we're gonna let amazon know and we're gonna let your isp know mm -hmm. sending the header uh so that they can all track it and see this is an action this is a scammer you don't want any of your other clients or your uh, your other customers to, to get this Right. So um, the, the first thing that I look at, and maybe you looked at this too, is the address it's coming from, because it's usually some bizarre thing at some different, somebody's name sometimes mm -hmm. even at some other bizarre thing. It's not actually coming from UPS or Amazon, or I had a thing the other day saying that my PayPal account was going to be <clears throat> suspended because they blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I looked at the, where it was from and it wasn't from PayPal. Right. So, and then I went in my PayPal account and it was open. Everything was fine. So I just, I, fo I Googled PayPal phishing and phishing is P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G. And then they gave me the email. So I forwarded that email to the, to them just so they could see what's going on mm -hmm. around. And I felt like I did my duty, but, but yeah, I mean, sometimes it just hits that spot where you forget yourself exactly. and you will click on it because it's like, oh, that I, you know, and, and I mean, that even happens to people without the food allergies. It's happened to me. It's like, I'm lactose intolerant and for the longest time, just stay away from it. And then one time I just totally forgot and ate something. I'm like, oh, you know, mm -hmm. and sometimes it can be fatal, but, um, but same thing, right? You just get so used to not that you could find yourself clicking on it. And that's the thing is also there, especially with seniors, they're very good at, at establishing what the triggers are going to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so the whole thing about triggers is triggers trigger reaction, not response. Okay. And this is, this is, I mean, back to, again, this is what I do for a living is right. getting that out of the way that the problem with fight or flight triggered reactive re type of reactivity mm -hmm. is there's an actual physiological reason why we can't find our keys when we're freaking out about finding our keys. Okay, it's the exact same thing. Anytime you really need to think about something, you notice how you say, okay, wait a second, I need to calm down, slow down my breathing and think about this, right? Your absolute, your intuition is brilliant. That's exactly what you need to do because what's happening is in fight or flight, there are certain neurochemicals that literally shut down your prefrontal cortex, your, your executive function of your brain. Because when you're running away from a saber-toothed tiger, you don't need to be thinking philosophy. Right. So um, it basically shuts all of your resources to your body, your arms and legs, so you can run, you can fight, and away from your brain. Uh, 
norepinephrine, one of the one of the fight or flight chemicals, is actually a vasoconstrictor. It it literally cuts off oxygen and nutrients to your brain, so that it'll go to your body. Yeah. Um, so when you're triggered, you're not thinking. <laughs> Wow. And that's when you're more likely to click on something or answer mm-hmm. the phone or whatever. So just as a, a wonderful thing for anybody to do at any age, there's something called heart rate variability breathing that is the opposite of fight or flight. So what it does is it reverses the biochemical shift that's happening in your brain and turns your executive function back on again. And that is to breathe in for maybe a count of five, breathe out for maybe a count of seven. Mm-hmm. A longer exhale than inhale. Mm-hmm. Seems a little weird, yeah. but that tells your brain you're not being chased. Cool. If you're being chased, you do a really, you know, a, a really quick exhale. Long mm-hmm. inhale, quick exhale, long mm-hmm. inhale, quick exhale. Um, it's like Lamaze breathing kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's the opposite of Lamaze. You're like really want to slow it down yeah. so that you're thinking. And that's the first thing I will do with my mom in any crisis, whether it's financial crisis, a fishing thing, anything like that. First thing we're going to do is we're going to slow down and get your brain working so that you can be calm and think about this. Wow. Wow. That's so, so great. This, uh, I can't believe we've already gone like 30 minutes, 35 minutes, something like that. So we're gonna have to wrap it up, but this is, uh, it's amazing. It's really nice of you to actually impart a lot of this wisdom on us, the people that haven't had to deal with this yet, um, or the people in the middle of it that didn't think of some of these things, um, very valuable because we want to protect our, our parents and we want to make things easier on us on the other side of it. So exactly. um, really do it's appreciate it. There's only so many hours in the day, Stacey, and we've got our lives to run. That's that's true. And like you're a perfect example of somebody who doesn't live right next door to mom. And it's it's a little bit of an inconvenience, but you figured out a few ways uh, technology-wise to be there, uh, hands-on looking at a computer, which is amazing. And then um, do you do like a, like Zoom calls or some kind of thing? I was where you just, can... good, just gonna say, that's the, yeah. the other thing is kind of interesting. Um, to keep, to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I've done is I will get on Facebook on her computer and have her do a video call to me. So she doesn't have to think about, you know, whether to, what do I click on or anything right. like that? Right. She's calling me. Right. So I know to answer it. And um, <laughs> yeah. so we'll have a face to face while we're dealing with some of these issues, I'll say, see what I'm doing on your screen right now? This is right. here and this is there yeah. and that sort of thing. Amazing. And especially with the lockdown, because no one is allowed in her, uh, she, she's in a, uh, some, a pseudo assisted living. I see, I was gonna ask you if she was living alone, but so she's she does have people yeah. there watching after her good. And, and that's the thing is it's, it's quasi, it's like she's supposedly an independent. Right. But, I have somebody coming in three days a week mm-hmm. for a couple hours a day to help out with things like laundry, help her out with showering, help her out with dishes and cooking and things like that. Yeah. How old is your mom now? She's 86. 86. Well, good. Yeah. It's like you got, you got a good mom there. That's good. Yeah. No. And she's, you know, this, we're talking about someone who has a degree in fine arts from Boston university, 
a degree in uh, behavioral anthropology from Rutgers and a degree in library sciences from Catholic U in, in Washington, DC. Wow. She's a smart lady, you know, has lived a very, very full life. And so this is all this being hobbled by age is very new and uncomfortable for her. She's right. not used to it. As I'm sure it will be for you and I as well. Yep. It's, it's a little scary. So train your children well. To teach, yep, there you go. <laughs> to, teach, to teach them to be good to you like you've been to your mom. So that's great. So um, I do want to thank you for, for coming on. And I, and I know people have got a few good little nuggets here that they can take into their own lives, which is great. So I always like to end my podcast by reminding people about my website, www.gotittogethernow. And on that website, I have my uh, online course, the Emergency Info File which is designed to help people get ready to leave a stress-free legacy so that when your health fails you, if you should pass away, then your children or your, your spouse or whomever it is that's going to be left to pick up the pieces can actually focus on people, not paperwork, and not go crazy looking for things or not go crazy not knowing what they're even looking for, which seems to be uh, an issue as well. So take a look there. Uh, right now we have a uh, wait list and maybe not because I think this is airing on Christmas day, if I'm not mistaken. Well, before then we'll, we should have the, um, the program raring to go. So I invite everyone to do that. It's anybody 18 and up, you need to have some of these things in place as you're an adult. So, um, I guess we'll be signing off. I want to thank you again, Ian, for taking the time today to impart this wisdom, which is really nice of you. And thank, um, thank you for everything you're doing, Stacy. I wish I had known you years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, today's you know today's the best day then, I guess, to get yeah. started. So that's good. So we'll hope that uh, see you on the. Uh, I know I'm I'm putting together this beta test group right now because we're we're taping this a little earlier than the air date. So we'll definitely be inviting you to partake in that. So um, that's it. I'm going to just uh, sign off for now. And this is uh, Stacy Golden Lisnock, your financial advocate. And everybody have a great Christmas since this is airing on Christmas. And um, we'll see you next week. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Legacy Therapy Podcast. If we hit it out of the park today and you learned at least one new thing to take action on in your own quest to planning the best legacy possible, then be sure to tell your friends, subscribe, and rate and review wherever you get your podcast. The show notes will provide the sites and information that were discussed today. You can get more great tips, resources, and inspiration by visiting our website, Legacy Therapy Podcast dot com.